Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Law Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, Turning Your Mess into a Beautiful Masterpiece. So today, I wanted to talk about how we, so many times, we often think we are exempt from having a good life. You know, it's Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and so many of us get caught up in the moment. I think we all have. Nobody is exempt from getting caught up in the glitz and the glam, especially of Instagram. This is it's a pictorial of people wannabe lives, people real lives and people um the the lives that they want created, right? And so I would hear a lot of times myself included saying, I'm not exempt from having the best life. I'm not exempt. Why am I not having the best life like these people? And I'm putting in all the effort and hard work. What is it that's wrong with me? And so one of the questions that I've asked people are, are you having a great life? And I'm not just talking just of your children, your booming career, or your love life. Are you really doing what you love? Dancing for no reason, not seeking permission to be politically correct. So if you want to do the stanky leg, do the stanky leg. If you want to whip, all them to watch you nay nay. <laughs> you got to let them watch you nay nay. And the reason I'm saying this is for a couple of reasons. A lot of times we limit our, our joy. We limit our happiness because we think that we have to have an, a certain amount of dollars. We think that we're supposed to be glamorous and have the fancy whip and and all of these things, and the, the greatest friends, and the besties for life. And the reality is, is that no one has to give you happiness. No one. See, it's no one's responsibility to make us happy, to make us feel joy, to make us find our peace. It's not their responsibility. We give them the responsibility. But in actuality, it's not our friends or our families, or not even our mom's responsibility, especially when we hit adulthood. Um to be our, our happiness and our joy and our peace maintainers. Meaning we have the permission to say, if you messing up my peace and tranquility, you can get your behind up out of here, right? We can put people out, right? We can, we can put them out. We can, if they're messing up our happy and our joy, we can say leave or we can leave, right? So I wanted to share a little bit of my personal journey of dealing with, um, thinking that I needed to shine and I needed permission because sometimes we're taught that behavior. No one actually, we don't wake up saying, Hey, Hey, I'm not going to be happy today. We're taught something from a very early age. And for me, I used to think that I was extinct from joy. Um, as a time I was taught that I was a caregiver, um, that I, to never be the leader, leader, but a follower, um, do what others won't, because it was a position that I allowed my family to give me. I allowed my friends, and, and as I got older, it was like I fell into it so easy because it was a natural move. You know how you, if you're moving and transitioning from one place to another, it's natural because the behavior hasn't changed. Um, that was my situation. I was a little girl who wanted, who normally the teacher chose to clean the blackboards and wipe off the desk because I was easily the helper. 
I was always the helper. And at home, I was the adult of caring for my family, even though I was a child. I was the child who did the adult things like making sure the house was clean. Um, and I don't know if I did a great job, but I, it was my, my responsibility. I watched um, a lot of things. You know, my aunt was an alcoholic, or as she would say, I was a heavy drinker. My uncle was an alcoholic. Um, my mother was on drugs. So those were some of the things that I, I had to step in when they couldn't do their job. And it also taught me that I had to do a lot of sacrifice. So I extended myself from joy and having fun because I worried about my family. Um, my biggest fear was going into child protection services and being in foster care. Um, and I had a little brother at the time who needed me and then my sister came and she really needed me. Um, I realized that I took on adult responsibilities because I had no choice. Um, and I don't know how many people have done that in their lives, but I definitely have. And, you know, it was a, a moment, a pivotal moment when I was leaving high, junior high school and I had a choice between graphic communication arts and a private high school that my aunt, um, my aunt Patricia was willing to pay for. My aunt Patricia was like, I left town, come live with me. She can come live in the home with me. I, she can live in my house. I promise you, she is going to excel. My aunt worked for the federal government. Uh, she had a federal job. She was like a grade. She was at the highest grade there. She was making great money. And my mother said no, because we need her to stay here to help us. And I realized in high school, I, I kept it to myself, but I was very angry about that for a long time. And even though I was excited and I'm so glad that I got to stay at Graphic Communication Arts, it was a great high school. I was angry at the fact that, again, my choice was taken away. I was exempted from an opportunity of a better life, um, going in a different place, um, and maybe just seeing life on the other side, you know, not having to worry about adults, just actually being a child, being a teenager without worrying because my whole teenage year, years, I worried. I worried about my Aunt Cookie. I worried about my Uncle Khaled. I worried about my mother. I was always um, worried while I was at school. Are they okay? Are they going to, is something going to happen? Um, because my aunt at the time when I was in high school got really sick. So I took on this whole burden of being the caregiver. So it wasn't go home. I, and even though I had some great times in high school, a lot of times I would miss days of school just to take care of my family. Nobody had to ask me to do it because it became so natural. Listen, I got to take care of her. She needs me. This person needs me. She can't get up and do this and she can't do that. So I got to do it. And I realized that I stemmed it myself. And so the question asked, was I angry about it? And the, and the answer is yes. I regret, do you regret missing out on your childhood and not doing what you wanted to do? And I said, no, I don't regret it, but I was definitely angry about it because they stole it and I, and, and I had no choice because when you're a child, well, at least in my world, 
um, you do as your parents say, you do as your caregivers say, um, the adults. And so, and I never get, to, I will never get to reclaim that time. You just don't. You can't ever erase those memories or you can't create, recreate them. People say that you can't, I don't believe that. Because here's the reality, you can be, you can be a child. You can't be a child when you're an adult, but you can be a child when you're an adult when you're a child. How many people do you know that have been adults, at, been a, you know, took on the adult world, world and they were still a child? They, they were still out there saying, listen, I got to be the caregiver. It's a lot of them, a lot of people. I realized that that anger kept me paralyzed. Um, I realized that even though I was angry, I still felt like obligated. So it paralyzed me to saying no to me. A lot of times I said no to me. Then I became a parent. And so once you started having babies, um, you really say no to yourself. At least I did. And I am, I can admit, I felt so guilty about being angry and resentful for being the child who took care of others. I didn't get that warm and fuzzy feeling. I wasn't like, ooh, it wasn't warm and fuzzy because on the other hand, I was still missing out. And maybe people are afraid to admit that part, but I'm not. Um, I, it, it was a warm, it wasn't the feeling of, ooh, because I would come back to school and my friends would tell me all the things that they did and I'd be sitting there like, well, no, I didn't, I didn't do nothing. I was, I was cleaning up dog poop out the hallway. You know, I went to the store at Seatown and I went food shopping and I washed the clothes and I, um, helped do whatever it was that was needed at the house. And so we easily, and with permission, think we are supposed to do for others. And I do agree with that. I think that we should take care of people. It's not all about you. But what I don't agree with is not taking care of the most valuable person in the room. And that is you. Because once you get into that position of never taking care of yourself, it's hard to snap back into that. And I'm speaking from what I know. You know, I watch the people I love leave this earth unfulfilled. And, and that is the biggest thing if you watch a family if you've ever watched a family member who was sick or are depressed or whatever it is that they were going through you know that and had a conversation the most hurtful thing to hear them say is I'm unfulfilled I did not fulfill my promise it was what my grandmother said to me I don't want to die yet because I broke every promise to myself I forgot about my dreams. I wanted to go and dance and travel to Africa. For her, dying was in vain because she had not completed her mission for herself. And I'm not talking about for other people. I think there's two missions in life that you have to create. You have to complete. You have to complete the mission of for others. But then you also have a mission that you have to complete for yourself. And the one thing that I see in my community and growing up in Brooklyn was there was a lot of people who were living, but dead inside. Their souls were shot because once you take that opportunity away, or at least they think that opportunity is gone, 
they're already dead. They're just walking around. That's why it's so easy to manipulate someone into certain things and situations. Because when you're dead inside, you're not thinking at a full capacity. You're not, your heart is aching and yearning for some of the things. You're not doing the things that you want to do. Um, I remember meeting a woman, and I kid you not, this is probably years and years ago. And she was saying to me that a lot of people are dead inside. She said, baby, don't let that be you. Some people are so angry that they trying to, that they can't resuscitate themselves. They ain't mad at you. They're mad at themselves because they're not resuscitated. They're, they're dealing with this, this depression and anger and resentment. And that could definitely kill a soul. No matter what people think. Well, they can get up and they can go to counseling. But if that soul is shot. And that's shot that that and you putting in, you know, because they think it back to the years that they have lost the journey that they, they see only the negativity and not the positive um, end of it. Then you lost them. You know, I helped my grandmother at the time when my grandmother was really sick with cancer. I held her cold hands and I realized that she was in grieving about not only just death, but the missed opportunities. How many times missed opportunities and your biggest grievance was that? I didn't do what I wanted, I set out to do. She reflected on how she can never forgive herself. Maybe the days, and also with my Aunt Cookie, you know, weeks before she passed away, she said, I'm so depressed because I never did anything that I wanted to do. And that bothered me. And, and so that's why I decided to talk about that because um, we keep extempting ourselves from living the best life for fear of losing others, for fear of disappointing others, but yet we're disappointing ourselves. We have this guilt that weighs on us because if we say no, they're not going to like us anymore, love us. But the, the end result is we don't love each other anymore. We don't love ourselves and that carries into us. We don't do, and I'm not talking about the way you dress. And, and I mean, that's important and it reflects, for me, it reflects. Um, it's not selfish to choose your moment because I'm learning once it's gone, the opportunity may never present itself. You can't be a caregiver in lack or, or need. It is how resentment and anger will sit in. If you are not taking care of your 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 dreams and your desires and your hopes and you're, you're taking care, it'll show. It wears on your body. When I, I went and uh, volunteered when I was living down south for a brief moment, I was living down south, and I used to watch um, how the women, the older women, and the lady would say, you have to speak up, and, and I would meet these various women, and they were all elderly, and what I noticed is some of them were at peace, and some of them were unsettled, and I, 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 it, it, it actually scared me. Because I was like, oh, they're unsettled. And you could see it because 
they would some would just sit and say nothing some would not have this vibrance and they would allow themselves their soul was already dead and they were just waiting for the body to follow live your life guys and and i say this before the holiday season live your best life be your christmas gift and i know that some people believe in christmas some people don't but you be your christmas gift give yourself the opportunity to resuscitate your hopes and your dreams and your desires please reboot your heart and and i and i mean that because too many people give up on their dreams and their desires and i'm talking about not just the career portion of it but they want to travel. They want to. They want to dance. They want to rap. They want to do. They want to whatever it is. And people have teased people about. Well, you too old for that. There is no limit or no age to living your best life. Even if you fail at it, I saw. I heard this line yesterday, and this woman said it. She said, "I can't." She said, "I can't effing rest if I didn't try." If I fail at it, I'm okay. But if I didn't try, that would make me that would make me sick. That would make me lose myself. Too many people settle because they give up and they don't want to try because they'll disappoint people. They'll they'll pull some money from this, pull the money and pay for the class that you want to take. You want to go back to college? Go. You want to go and you want to go and you want to travel the world, do it. You want to dance at a club, go. Stop living up to everybody's. I'm promising you, those people who telling you, you too old, you too this, you too fat, you too this. I promise you that they doing what the hell they want to do. They are. They are living their best life. So why are you pausing yourself and putting an extension on you because... They said that you can't do it. And you notice, I, no, I can. Live your best life. Because I'm telling you, um, when that call, when that time comes and they say, listen, it's time to meet your maker. You don't want to live in regret. You don't want to go to heaven or wherever you're going. The heaven, hell, purgatory. And saying, I missed out on my best life. I missed out on it. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to me today. Happy holidays. Merry, I'm going to be saying Merry Christmas uh, on Christmas. I'm going to, I, you know, next year I'm going to be doing my podcast a little different, you know, and talking about, you know, one of the things that my theme is is training season. It is a training season. And the training season is really focusing on the diamond in the rough. So you know you're blah, right? Broke, lonely, angry, and horny. You know you're turning it into a beautiful masterpiece, right? Now that the mess is cleaned up, now you have to deal with the diamond in the rough. The diamond that has a little bit of scars and, and, and some, it's not, it's not flawless. So I'm going to be talking about that and I'm going to have some guest speakers because I don't want to just be all about me. I want other people to share their stories and their journeys. And so... Thank you again. Happy holidays. Enjoy your family. Guys, chill. Relax, relate, release. <laughs> Relax, 
relate, release, enjoy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, 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 world. It's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, turning your mess into a beautiful masterpiece. So guys, I was listening to David Banner. So like, I am a David Banner fan. Um, He inspires me to get my hustle on, to grind hard. I had the opportunity to write an article about him on Friday Music Hype on Medium. And the one thing I could take away from it is that his hustle is hard. You know, he's not going home. He may take a break. He may take a pause. He may regroup. But he's going to come back stronger than ever. And so the reason I, I came on to do a quick podcast was because so many of us get burned out. Well, for me, and let me speak for me first, I get burned out by the end of the year. Right? I go hard from January to November. And then when December hits, I slow down and I feel I feel it happening. And I know it's a lot of you gotta regroup, you gotta restructure, you gotta take a breather. And the reason I and you know, and one of the reasons I go so hard is because I never give my myself permission to let my circumstances and situations stop me. I am going to be on the New York Times bestsellers list. I am going to be a name that's known. I'm speaking it into the universe, and that is why I go so hard. And one of the reasons is, another reason is, you have to know what you want. Just because you're burned out does not mean that you need to quit. It means that you need to take a breather. It means that you need to regroup. It means that all things are not in alignment. So in order to get yourself in alignment, it's all right to say, listen, I got to shut it down because I'm regrouping for me. And it's not going to always be where I talked about it earlier. People are not going to always understand why you're regrouping. People think that you're supposed to constantly, constantly, constantly go hard. Um, Yeah, you should go hard. You should go and grind for what's yours. But at the same time, you have to regroup. You cannot work on an empty tank. So even for me, I'm at a regrouping stage. I'm like, listen, I got to regroup. I got to get settled because here's the thing. When you get settled, you get better. So let me say that again. When you get settled, you get better. You know, um, you can't work worried. You can't work worried. And so that's one of the things that I'm learning. Don't worry about if the nays and the yays and the the, uh, haters, and and they don't even matter to me at all. Who matters to me is me and how hard I put into my work, how hard my effort is. The one thing that's important for me is building a strong team. And a lot of times we don't want to build in that strong team because we're afraid. You know, and that is I, because I, I am and who I am. And you get afraid of trusting people. But what I will say is your goals, your drive has to be on, on, a, on point. And the only way you can be on point is by doing the work. And that's real, real talk. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. You have to be willing to say, even when I'm tired, I'm going to get up and do this damn thing.
And too many of us make excuses. Too many of us say we broke, we homeless. I kid you not, I wrote a lot of my books in the hospital, all of my books in the hospital when my son was going through dialysis. He was going through multiple things, blood transfusions, chemotherapy, you name it. And I was sitting there writing and I was learning about the literary industry. When it came to building my brand, I had to learn about that too. And I was like, you know what, Tamara, you either going to mope and cry all day or you're going to write and strive. And I'm not telling you that it works for everybody, but I'm telling you, you got to take your disappointments in life and turn it into determination because ain't nobody. And I mean that for real, for real. Ain't nobody going to give you fuel to your tank but you and, and your God. So it's you and your God. Family will inspire you, but family can disappoint you because here's the reality. Everybody has a dream. And even your friends, people like, yo, she don't support me. She don't. We should support each other. We should. But what is the level of support that you want? First of all, be clear on what your support is. And, and I'm learning that more and more every day. Be clear on what you want people to do because here's the thing. If all of your friends are business owners or authors, or bloggers. What type of support do you want from them? Are you clear on the support? Show up at my events. Buy a book. But if you want them to show up at your events, buy a book, uh, help you clean your office, travel with you on tour, um, remake your brand over, um, be your publicist, be your assistant, then you're, you're asking your expectations of that person is too high. And usually when you ask people to do that, they want a paycheck. Because now that's work. Now that's a responsibility. So when you're asking people, be sure and be clear on what you want from your individual friends and family. Because everybody can't give you 100%. It's, it's, it's impossible. Next, be a solution. I, the one thing I'm learning is have a solution to the problem. I also understand that upsets mean reach, upsets means time to it means time to make over. Upsets means that it is time to make over something. Something's not working. And so when things start to happen now to me, I'm like, yep, what you need to make over. And what is the solution to? I could cry about the problem all day long. I could call 20 friends and say, God, my life is a mess. Everybody hates me. Or I could be like, what's you going to do? What's your solution? How are you going to fix it? Guys and gals, the only way you're going to grow is taking the, the and I, I live by this, taking my disappointments and turning it into determinations. That's all I got. When people say, how do you survive? That's all I have, taking every bit of mess. And I mean, I have a lot of it. And I've had a lot of it. And turning it into my masterpiece. Oh, okay, that's messed up. I'm going to fix it, and I'm going to make it better. And I encourage you this year, as this year is closing, to think about how you're going to turn your disappointments into determination. How are you going to turn your message to a masterpiece? How are you going to hustle regardless as if you got 15 cents or you got $1,000 in your pocket? And the one thing I want to stress is home ownership. Get you some friends. <laughs> 
get you some friends to advise you. And I was looking at this video where the guy was like, oh, you could use your, you guys are getting section eight. You guys are getting this. Section eight will allow you to use your section eight to get a house. Think differently in this 2019 because it's all about ownership. Because if a landlord don't want you to live at his house, regardless if you're a good tenant, regardless of if you pay your rent on time, he will sell his house. It's his prerogative. Be into home ownership. You know, and, and, I, and I can't stress ownership. That's where I'm thinking next year is ownership, ownership. Build your credit. Build a six, a six month to a year plan on making sure you have money backup plans. Credit is a backup plan. Savings is definitely a backup plan. You know, um, changing things and getting in an environment of people who want to see you win. And also you being in an environment of taking out, if you have some jealousy in your system, clean it out. Clean it out. But if you're not encouraging and empowering and pushing people forward, they will know. Get in a season of growth. Invest in your brand. So if you're doing podcasting, get some sponsorships, which Anchor does. I'm so happy about being a part of Anchor and and doing the things that I do. It's such an amazing um, podcast distribution agency, as uh, so well as skimmed from the couch. Um, empower yourself. And that's real talk. Next year, be about your business. Be about if I got if I got the hustle on the corner of selling books, I'ma do it. I'ma support my friends. I'ma be a support system, but I'ma be a support system to myself as well. Because a lot of people do that, and I've been talking about that this week. They extend themselves, extend themselves from support. They'll support everybody else. Everybody know that person that's in the church that take care of everybody else but themselves. Everybody. We all know that person. So, guys, I encourage you. I encourage you to be about your business. Happy holidays once again. Enjoy your family. Relax, relate, release. And they go hustle your behind off, baby, baby. Get that money's. <laughs> seriously get that money get that money get that wealth you know um everybody has you know the one thing that if i had learned this younger at a younger age um i think i would have carried it for the rest of my life teach your family to generate wealth leave a legacy leave an opportunity so your family my aunt linda I, even though she, she was building for us, she was carrying and building up penny jars for her son, Chris, before he got killed. My Aunt Barbara mother said that the one thing that her children would never be is homeless. So she left them a house. All of these people who are selling their homes and because of gentrification, you're taking away your legacy. I mean, I get it. I got it. I understand. But if you're going to leave one house and build another so that they will always have a legacy. If you think about back in the plantation and slavery times, 
if you go to that plantation, that plantation still has the name of the slave owner. I'm going to say that again. If you go down south, and I've seen it with my own two eyes, the plantation has the slave owner's name. That plantation and that house is still on that land. They own that land and they own that house. Plantations. We got to start thinking of buying land and buying things that's going to leave a legacy. Especially in the African American community. You don't need a $50,000, you don't need a $200,000 house, but you could buy four $50,000 houses. Right? Right? Uh, you don't need to have the best car where you can have 10 cars and everybody driving. Because sometimes we're just thinking about ourselves, think about others, think about growth, give your family the gift of stocks and bonds. Give your family the stock of wealth and education, and I'm learning that now. Give your, your family something that will live on. You can buy all the Jordans you want. You can buy all the nice clothes you want, but I promise you, I promise you, if you're not giving them the gift of wealth, those gifts are temporary, but I believe wealth is forever, and I know wealth is forever in a day. Change your mindset about this year and next year. I'm thinking, I'm thinking legacy. I'm thinking wealth. I'm thinking, I'm thinking breaking the chains of poverty. And the only way to, and I'm 44 years old, but it doesn't mean that it can't happen. For you young bucks, think it, think about it now. Think about it now, but change your mindset. Get your grind on. Get your hustle on. Yes, do whatever you gotta do, but think wealth. Think wealth. You can buy all the jewels, but buy jewels that you're going to put away for your family. If you're going to buy gold, buy gold. And put that gold piece. Don't wear it. Put it away. Let it become and make it custom made. So that that gold sits and it can be passed down from child to child to child to child. Get a bracelet. Keepsakes. I'm telling you, if I had been educated like that by my parents, I promise you, I would not be where I'm at. But I'm growing, and now I'm, I'm, I, I truly see it now. Your wealth, the biggest thing that you can give your family is wealth and legacy. Give them something. Now, if they, they, they don't take care of it, that's on them. But my gift to my family is going to be wealth. My gift to my family is going to be a legacy. Every book that I write, every blog that I post, everything that I do, will be that my family has a legacy of Tamara. I did that for my children. My children's names are in every book because I don't ever want them to not have a legacy. I don't want them to say, I don't know what my mama did. My family has a legacy and now the goal is to create the wealth along with the, um, the legacy, so that they'll never have to struggle. And you do have to change your mindset. So guys, thank you so much for listening tonight. Um, I just felt inspired, and you, you can do whatever you want. No excuses. 
even if you're feeling a little burned out, take that break, relax, relate, release, rebuild, and then set the world on fire with your talents and your grace and your beauty and the things that you know you can do. So guys, follow me on Twitter at Tam Loves to Write. Follow me on Instagram, Tam Loves to Write 39. Visit my website. I just redeveloped it, www.tamlovestowrite.com. And have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.